So this podcast um, should have been like three hours, but it turned out to be only 28 minutes. Um, I had to reconsider how I wanted to talk, where I was going to pivot the conversations. It's really hard when you're talking to yourself, but my intention really was to cover some current events. Um, I went on a mini getaway this last weekend, which my wife is terrified to even share because she doesn't want to be judged. And I cover kind of um, that human digestion of, is it okay to go see your family members during a pandemic? And why you do it if you decide to go. And more importantly, um, you talk about um, what's going on right now with the media. Something that I'm really profoundly terrified of is the media. It's not even Joe Biden or Portland, it's the media. And I talk more about that. And I will continue to talk about the media because somebody needs to call them out. Here we go. Good evening. I have almost an hour of content that I was just talking. And I realized I sounded really angry. I'm turning into my grandfather. I sound like one of those guys that you don't want to hang out with after after you go to church. <laughs> Don't you get frustrated when all you want to do is have a drink and shoot the shit and be goofy and there's always that one asshole that wants to bring up politics? It's the worst. It's the freaking worst. So I came back from Colorado. Yes, I went to Colorado this weekend to see my 79-year-old grandmother and my 82-year-old grandfather. And I went because they're old. And my daughter is eight and a half. And I wanted her to experience my grandparents as they are. Still kind of healthy and together. I wanted her to have a flavor of what it was like for me as a kid. When my grandma choked me lovingly after I talked crap to her when I was 13. She's not like that anymore, but she loves to bring it up. And my grandfather busting my balls about just about anything, just because that is his term of endearment, just being a grumpy old dude, likes to make weird faces and frowns at you while he simultaneously wants to give you a hug. That's my grandpa. And I wanted my, I wanted my kid to enjoy that. Wanted them to have that. She got to paint with my grandma just a little bit. That was great. She got to talk to her a little bit. That was great. She got to be in that house. That was awesome. She got to see some other family members. That was cool. She got to see a side of her family that she doesn't get to see, but maybe once or twice a year. And when you're little like that, it's important to expose them to those things. But we wore masks. The airfare was ridiculously cheap. But here's the thing about Frontier Airlines. They right now, has cut, they have cut their... Their, pl- their flights out of Pittsburgh to two a week, and man, do those things fill up. That whole plane was full. Glad I wore a mask. A guy with his like infant baby and wife are coughing behind us. We had our masks on, thank God. But for Christ's sake, if you're sick, don't go anywhere. Went to my son's, uh, went to my son's, uh, 
open house at school today. And what was bizarre about that situation is you walk into the door and they put you in the in the in the room while they take your kid away and they put them in the classroom. So we're in the cafeteria sitting at a desk. They have it six feet apart, and the principal begins to give us conversation about what's gonna happen this year. He wants to talk about the protocols that they have in place. Well, guess what? The state of Pennsylvania just said that my kid has to wear, they have to wear their masks in class all day. All day. I don't even know if I could do that, let alone a young kid. We are teaching our children that this is normal. We're teaching them that wearing a mask is just part of the culture now. And when they're young, you're conditioning them, right? It's a form of control, people. And listen, I'm for wearing a mask. I totally am. But whether your kid wears a mask or not, (laughs) that is the question. I want you guys to think about this really, really clear. So I want to cover two things here with the schools, and then we'll go back to me seeing my family. So one is, if you elect to do online school, that's great. Not every parent can do that. Not every couple or parent can afford to take off work for their child to do online schooling. That's one. Two. Those kids that are forced to go to school because of their parents' decision are forced to wear a mask. You get them while they're young, folks, just like Disney. They brainwash your kid when they're infants with the Princess Sophia's and all these beautiful little cartoons that they have on Disney Network. Eventually, your kids become addicted to Disney because it kind of reminds you of your childhood. Right? Same thing is manifesting from our government. And they're teaching our kids of controls. It's a form of suppression. It's a Marxist tactic. Okay? And the wearing of a mask in school is a forced mandate by the state to reduce an outbreak of COVID. That's what they're going to tell you. And whether that's true or not, I don't know. But the government has to understand what they're asking for here. Through rural America all the way to the major populous cities, there are people that are being subjected to a tyrant in each one of their situations. Let me tell you something. Me going to see my family, there was a risk. I was exposed to lots of people at the airport. I was exposed to lots of people on the airplane. I then saw my family, got on a plane, and came back. But guess what? So far, it's been several days, nothing. It's been two days. We're going on to Wednesday. I still don't have a cough or anything. My kid seems fine. My wife seems fine. I've now traveled to Maryland, and I've traveled to Colorado. Nothing. 
So here we are, trying to derive some truth of what is a reasonable expectation. We're asking our kids, my son, who's going to be in kindergarten for two and a half hours, has to wear his mask the entire time. He has to ask for permission to go to the bathroom. He has to ask for permission to get a drink of water. He has to raise his hand to ask questions. This is social. This is engineering at its very finest. We're trying to turn our children into zombies so our government can continue to be the totalitarian government that it's attempting to be with these very left-leaning Marxist ideologies. For Christ's sake, Trump is no hero, folks. But yet you go to these rallies and you say, Trump, 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 he is a liberal. He is the same as Bill Clinton. The child rapist Clinton, Bill. He is the same exact type of president as Bill Clinton. His politics, look at them. They're really close. So you have to understand that I love seeing my family. I love the fact that my kids are going to school. I want to have some normalcy in my children's life and in my life. But them being forced to wear a mask all day in school, not when they're at their desk being quiet. No, they have to wear it all day. That's what Tom Wolf mandated in the state of PA. You're teaching your kids to listen to the government. And the government cannot be trusted. Do you hear me? I'm a veteran. I love my country. I went to Iraq arrogantly, thinking I knew exactly what was going on over there. And I had no idea. But here we are. In 2020, touting democracy. Touting how great our country is. When we have 50 states that don't know what the hell they're doing because our federal government doesn't know what the hell it's doing. And if you think Joe Biden would have did any better than Clinton, I mean, or, or, or Trump, let me tell you something. The left, had Hillary been in office, she would have messed up just as bad as, as Trump did. And they would have said that she did the best she could. They'd be touting how good of a job she's doing and they'd be saying that there are these plans and these plans and they come out with more left-leaning progressive taxes and more spending into the bullshit that they believe in, right? They'd still sign off on that. But no, what do we have in 2020? We have Joe Biden accepting a nomination virtually all of his debates, all of his comments that are being streamed online have all been edited heavily. Heavily. Isn't that insane? Are they going to give us a real debate? Because I want to see him try to win a debate against Trump. I really do. Because you're clearly going to be voting for Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, on, in this election, in my opinion. Because Biden ain't going to make it four years. So I went to see my family. Had a great time. I will say this, those fires in Colorado, 
I could not breathe that last day. Could not breathe. I was inside. Could have been the pet dander. It could have been the altitude. It probably was the smoke. Because when I got off the plane, I could breathe again. Those fires are serious. So last last thing before I go. Okay. Here is our truth, right? This man in Portland, Oregon that was nearly killed with this brutal assault that was caught on camera. The police have identified him. What was ironic about the whole thing is while the man is clearly suffering from a seizure or some kind of brain damage, they're calling for 911. So now the Portland police who have done shit to prevent the burning and looting and destruction of Portland are now on the hunt for Marcus Love, who also goes by Keith Love. For his alleged involvement in a vicious assault that has circulated social media. And the media knew about it on Friday, yet did not, did not report this. He's not the only one that hit this guy. There were four others that hit him. What makes this worse, folks, is he's 25 years old. 25, which means he's just old enough for his frontal cortex to be somewhat normal, finally mature. This is the behavior that he has been taught. So now detectives continue to investigate the assault, but they are asking, they need more than just the videos. In order to hold them responsible for the criminal act, they need public to provide information and refrain it from being tampered with evidence. This happened shortly before 10.30 on Sunday. 911 call from some reported protester chased a white Ford pickup truck, crashed downtown, and got kicked in the head. Yet the media has yet to report it. Folks, if the media is not willing to report Everything that we see that is to be evil and, and, and unjust. Let me tell you something. The reason why this wasn't reported is for the same reason why that young boy who was murdered in cold blood in front of his sister last week wasn't reported. It's because a black man did it to a white person. And I'm sorry, but this is racial identity politics. They don't want to vilify minorities, but they're vilifying them by not reporting it. Do you hear me? Black men in this country do not need a target on their back, folks. They already have one. They don't need a second. And the media, by not reporting this fairly, are doing the exact same thing that the cops are doing to black men, which is vilifying white people, like cops vilify black people, attacking them and making them seem like they're the bad guys. That is the attempt here to then divide America and keep us from coming together and defending a Marxist ideology. Washington, Oregon, and California, people in Europe, listen to me. America isn't this freaking crazy. 
I want you to look at all the blue states, okay, on our maps. I want you to look at Texas. I want you to look at that state specifically. It's a very conservative state with two major blue metropolitan areas. Three, technically, if you count Austin. And that state, somehow, you don't hear shit about protesting. Crickets. You look at Florida. Crickets. Look at North Carolina and the South. Atlanta had a little bit, but not much. Crickets. But you look at Portland, California, Washington State, Milwaukee, Minneapolis, Chicago, parts of New York City. Guess what that's about? Burning and looting and pillaging. The problem is, it's happening because of left-leaning white people, not blacks. African Americans in this country only comprise of 13% of the population. And yes, the vast majority of them are in metropolitan areas. But it takes more than just, I don't know, 15,000 African Americans to storm a street. I'm telling you, it's. I'm looking at these videos and there's just as many white people. In this video, on Twitter, Twitter, at From Kalen is what the link is. There is a white man with a cane and a backpack and a mask on downtown at 1030 at night. Can somebody explain this to me? What is an old person doing downtown? Jesus. This is where we are, folks. So before we go, um, I hope you guys had an amazing weekend and your Monday turned out okay and your Tuesday is is a layup. Hopefully the rest of this week is good. I'm hoping to get the children going. Um, the podcast going this week, and I hope to have another podcast with Dan at some point this week. Um, I know that all these podcasts are just amazing. Sometimes it's just me ranting, but people, you know, this is a period in time where there's just always something, right? Since I've been an adult, we had 9-11, we had the Great Recession, we had Iraq and Afghanistan for 10, 10 to almost 20 years. We had Obama, who did some backdoor deals along the way that slowed our development as a country for about a decade. Then we have Trump, where we have a divisive media. We now have a pandemic. Every decade needs some crazy spiel. You can't have normalcy for five minutes. We always got to feel like we're being threatened by something. In 10 years, it'll be something else because the playbook is already written. This is a form of control, whether it's COVID or 9-11 or terrorism or world wars. There's always going to be something that the government, the little shiny carrot that they dangle in front of you to get you to focus on that and not focus on the fact that our politicians are having sex with young kids, that Bill Clinton was on the DNC Nomination. Talking. Last night. Calling Trump evil. Calling him inept. 
calling him incapable, to, told said that he was incapable of doing his job. Like that is the original content. When have you ever went to a convention and the counterparty said that the president's doing a great job, but Bill Clinton was allowed to talk. The fact that they even have him talking is disturbing. This man is going to go to prison. He has to, right? I mean, they've linked him five different ways from Sunday with going to this island and being having sexual relations with minors. There is a video of him getting a massage with his shoulders from a girl that does not look of age. And let me tell you something. He doesn't look like, he, he looks like he's really enjoying it. Let me just put it that way. Same girl was with Jeffrey Epstein in another photo at the airport. So we're going to close out with this. I love you. I hope you guys have a great week. And understand, we don't have to agree on everything. We just don't. My mom is a hardcore conservative. I'm a moderate. Lean a little bit more conservative. But she and I don't see eye to eye on everything. She and I get in arguments, but I still love my mom. I still like talking to her. My grandpa's even further right. But I try to find the things that I have in common with those people. And the people that are on the far left, it's harder, I'll admit. But my aunt is a hardcore liberal. I would say she's probably socialist, if not fringe left. But we have things in common. Beer? Wings? Why not? My uncle, hypocrite, hardcore conservative, hasn't worked in a decade, doesn't believe in taxes, yet somehow he's getting a paycheck from Uncle Sam every month. Where does that money come from? Uncle. My dad's still out of work. Having a hard time finding a job. Told him to apply for a job at Home Depot. Hopefully he gets one. Best of luck, Dad. Love you. Sometimes you have to make sacrifices in the short term for the betterment of your success. Sometimes you have to have the resolve to understand that your state of mind is more important than the state in which your world is in. Because great leaders, great transcendent leaders, handle adversity and handle their environment under stress. I'm not perfect. I fold around my kids all the time. My kids are insane. I love my kids. But some days I just want to rare. You know what I'm saying? They don't get the best part of me every day because they live with me. But I recognize that. We need to be better. We need to love one another. This whole podcast tonight was me ranting about politics. Why do we do that? Why am I just talking about politics? I want to talk about sports. I want to talk about funny stuff. Like little kitten videos. Everybody loves a good kitten video, right? By the way, my wife wants to get another cat, and I'm reluctant for many reasons. The smell of cats drives me insane. 
We had two cats once, and the one that we got after the first one, he smelled like shit all the time because he didn't lick his butthole. He just waited for the other cat to lick his butt for him. He's like, hey, I'm lazy. Come lick my butthole. That's disgusting. What kind of relationship is that? I mean, obviously, he was gay. And I'm not just saying that because of the whole butthole thing, but he was like always doing these weird positions and stuff. I think I saw him on a yoga mat once doing Pilates. It's a weird cat. Weird cat. We had to get rid of him because he kept having anxiety issues around the kids. Wasn't the baby no more. So if we get another cat, I'm terrified. Not because it's a gay cat. Because I love, I love, I love it even if it's gay. No, I I don't want a second cat because if we get a second cat, the litter box is going to fill up faster. The food's going to go faster. It's going to have more cat dander in the house there's a chance the cat is a dick and scratches my stuff like i don't want another cat i don't at the end of the day i don't my heart says my my heart says maybe and my mind says no you know maybe you can get a cat this weekend and my mind says no you don't want another cat because they shit and they smell and they stink and then those of you who are dog people, let me tell you something. I love my uncle and I love my aunt to death. And thank you if you ever, if any, if you guys ever hear this podcast, thank you for having us over. I appreciate it. But your dog is fucking nuts, brah. Like that dog was all up in my shit, trying to smell my ass, my, my dick, my face, my neck. Just kept looking at me like, love me. And I'm like, dude, I'm not petting you. I don't want to create a sense of normalcy for you. Once I pet you, that's it. Once I pet you, you think we're friends. We're not friends. We're barely even acquaintances. You're just a dog. If I'm lucky, I'm going to outlive you anyway. But he's sitting there like he gave my wife a huge cut on her chest. Was biting her nipples or some shit. He's just a weird-ass dog. Bro, get your dog under control. Put his shock collar on it. We don't do that to the animals. That's inhumane. Well, they're not human. They're animals. We took him to a, we took him to a, um, a training academy or whatever. Well, it clearly didn't work. Get your money back. Why can't you say what you feel around your family members? Because you want to get along with them, right? Like this platform allows me to talk shit while simultaneously telling them I love them because I really hate their dog. I like the other one. I like their cats. Their cats were just like, stay away from me. But dog, that dog, I hate wet noses on my arms. I hate licks. I hate the smell of breath. I hate the sweaty dog odor. It's just gross. With that, good night. I love you guys. Hopefully this wasn't too long or too obnoxious, but... Just everybody love everybody. I hope you're listening to this podcast and you're getting something out of it. It's my intention, I promise. I know I said I was going to get off several times, but I just want you guys to know I really appreciate the subscription, the subscribers, the likes, um, the comments, and please follow me on The Fair Soldier, on Twitter. Um, Like and share this on any platform that you hear it on. Let people know about it. 
Every dollar that I make is going directly toward Wounded Warriors Project this year. It's not my plan this year to make money on this thing. I have a job for that. This year, really, this is just me kind of doing some therapy, talking to people by talking to myself on here. And if I make a few bucks, I can actually do some good and give it to an organization I fully believe in. I really am really torn between um, trying to fund um, some kind of child organization to help prevent child trafficking. Um, we're going to talk more about that this week. I have some really bizarre numbers that are really going to freak some people out. But it's just more data to wrap your head around it. But we won't get into that tonight because we're already 28 minutes in. But I appreciate everything that you guys do and listening to my stuff um, loyally. And um, this week we're up to 400 listens, which I will keep everybody updated on. But that's a big number for me. Um, Even if it's just some of them are organic. You know, people from all around the world listen to this podcast. Um, Some of them are family members. And I appreciate you guys continually downloading the podcast, even if you don't agree with me. But I love you guys. And again, everybody love everybody.